Hi guys, this is Maria and Manos, and you're watching On the Couch with Eminem. The show to help you build fun and profitable businesses. On the Couch with Eminem is proudly brought to you by News Corp Leader Newspapers, my admin partner for professionals in sales and rentals trust accounting, and Beyond Figures Bookkeeping, specialist real estate accounting management. Hi guys, and welcome back to On the Couch with Eminem. <laughs> Continuing on. Continue on from our PB 2019 workshop, uh, obviously program. And this is Series 3, and today we're talking about listing and selling and the life cycle mm-hmm. of, yeah, what we do, the of sales life cycle. So we're yeah. talking about sales agents now and the sales agent's life cycle. Um, so the sales agent life cycle, what is it? Well, there's seven phases in the life cycle of the sales process, and we're just going to dissect it. Um, into the seven components, talk about each uh, component. individual component individually yep. and what you need to do in each component to achieve a personal best year in 2019 and beyond. Okay, so. And also we've got a rating yes. as well. So you can actually mark yourself to see where you are from one to 10, where do you feel you are at the moment, and that would give you a good idea of where, where do you need to put more work Where you need into to put work business. into, yeah. yeah. Where you need help in. Yeah. Okay. So, the, so one thing I learned early in um, real estate and is, and it's from obviously Lee Woodward in the Complete Salesperson course that we've taken so much value from. If you haven't actually done the Complete Salesperson course, oh, highly, 100%. highly, highly recommend. It's a must do. And we send everyone that joins our organization um, to it. Um, but one thing I learned very, very quickly is who is your, the real estate community? Because really the seller is the buyer and the buyer is the seller. Properties are made up of owner occupiers, landlords, and tenants. That makes up the whole real estate community. It does. Once you understand that, then you've got to. Uh, you treat people as people. Exactly. Rather than labeling them. Yeah. And then understanding that there's the seven um, the phases the of the life cycle. Mm. And we'll go through each one individually in a little bit of detail. So, number one is prospect lead generation. That's phase one. We've got a prospect and create leads. Number two is providing value and becoming a market expert. Number three is list winning the business. Number four is delivery of service, managing vendor expectations. Number five is buyer service, managing buyer expectations. Number six is sell and negotiate. And of course, number seven, the final component is creating raving fans in your sold to settlement process. And of course, all the people that we meet throughout the whole life cycle journey are are potential people um, that we can add to what we call our future business database. And database is probably the wrong word to be using. It's such a common word and I know everyone understands as soon as we say it. But I want everyone to start thinking as when they look at someone's name in a database, it's a human being. And what relationship do we have with that human being? Exactly. So let's talk about prospect lead and generation in the first instance. What is it? And uh, one thing I say in this um, section, the first thing that we need to understand about prospect lead generation, one word is consistency. Consistency. And we're not going to be talking about the marketing plan. That's going to be in next week's mm-hmm. um, uh, next week's program, the marketing plan and so forth. But prospect lead generation is consistency. So when you set up your prospecting plan, one, understand where your leads are coming from 
and then understanding what gives you a highest rate of return, how much money you're spending on prospecting, what are the activities that are generating your leads. And if you don't know um, uh, what the, that is... The best way to do it as well... I'm oh, sorry. No, 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 you're going to say it yet. Go the on. best way to do it is just reverse engineer. We love where that you word. Got, yeah, where you got... <laughs> reverse engineer, everything. Uh, where you got your last 10 appraisals from. Mm-hmm. Oh, listings, sorry. Um, listings. So where... Go back, you know, however long... And find out, work out where did those last 10 listings came from. And then that way it will give you a good indication of the best prospecting activities that you could be doing in your area, in your time of your career. Because everyone's at a different stage. For example, if you're just starting out and you're in your 20s and you don't have this massive, you know, um, sphere of of influence and you've never been in real estate before, your leads will come from a different direction to what they would if me and Miles went back into listing and selling today. Um, Totally different. So um, Definitely not a one-size-fits-all. It's not. Absolutely not. And it doesn't matter. As long as you know what it is. And work out what works for you as well. Because we've got people in our... um, office that absolutely love door knocking love it they've been there this for a long time but they still do it and they get quite a bit of their business by doing that strategically around opens around auctions and they get to meet new people all the time and that's it's a big funnel for them where they get a lot of their leads but if you don't actually enjoy doing that activity trust me it's going to be all over your face and you know you're probably not going to get much results Mm. out of it so work out what it is that you enjoy doing and do that consistently and track it as yeah. well yeah so in the workbook what we encourage everyone is to actually write down what their actual strategy is in your prospect lead generation what is it that you're actually doing and then a competency zero to ten mm-hmm. if obviously you're um it's non-existent it's a zero um but if you've mastered the activity it's a ten and of course if you need to get to that eight nine and ten most of our so if we talk about our million dollar performers and as people who are selling 30 plus homes per year uh, and beyond, most of them, the majority would be circling an eight and a nine. They've actually mastered it. There's very few people that have got a, a yeah. 10 in it and you don't need to do a 10 if you're achieving your goals, but you need to um, achieving your targets. Mm. Um, write down what you need to do in prospect lead generation and understanding that section of the sales life cycle. Then we move forward to provide value, becoming a market expert. Most people look at this phase and they think that's prospecting and lead generation, but it's not. It's actually two separate components. This is the message that you're sending out to the community, okay? Who are you um, a person of value and are you a market expert? And the it, way... It's your digital footprint. It's your digital footprint. It, it, it's everything. It's yeah, how you're perceived in your marketplace, yeah. Yeah, and this is the most important um, aspect. The study from CoreLogic, um, mm. RP data, and, and this it's really, really important to understand this. Um, 57, say 60% of the community, um, those sellers will select their agent and have decided who to use 60% of the time before they actually even meet them. And it's because of the message that's been sent out there um, in the marketplace. Um, Your Google uh, reviews. Your um, market presence, market presence, yeah. The the information that you send out, you know, in social media. Um, are you just talking about I'm the number one agent and I sold this for this much extra, or are you actually providing value um, when you when you're sending those messages mm-hmm. out there? Yeah. 
and becoming a market expert and other people call this becoming an attraction agent. Mm. So again, in this section, mark yourself zero to 10. One, do you understand it? Number two, what are you doing um, to obviously become what we call a market expert and attraction agent? And what do you need to do to improve if you are, are not there as yet? Okay, so that's number two. Number three, list winning, winning the, the business. business. This is your favourite section, Maria. Yeah, it You're is. a master. I love that. So I guess just to give you some background ourselves, so when Maria and I were listing and selling properties, uh, at our peak, we were selling between 100 to 120 properties per year um, in, in, a, in a marketplace with an average sale price of under 200000 mm. Maria was the, um, uh, the lister and the nurturer. I was certainly from the administration and buyer manager. Okay, so we had two distinct roles as working as a team. Yes, we'd go to listing presentations 80% of the times together. But Maria, and I'm not saying it because she's my wife, is the best lister um, on the planet as far as I'm concerned. Thanks, um, well, I've listed you, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> that's a good call. Um, <laughs> What I was going to say about that is, uh, again, everyone is different. So the way that I will present and the way that everyone else will present when they're in front of their vendors or prospective vendors will be different. You know, the main thing is to get the the points out there, but do them in your own style. Um, Because if if you're not authentic when you're in the lounge room, it's going to show. Mm. And then that's going to actually work against you. But the main thing for us, I think, every time we sit in front of a person, a person, it's not any different to what we're doing today. Because today we're recruiting. That's our job has changed a little bit, but we're still working together. We just had an appointment this morning with a prospective business owner, um, you know, looking in the in the in the Melbourne area, opening up his own brand. And when we sit down in front of people, it's actually sitting down with an intention of how can we help this individual. So that should be exactly the same for you when you're in a listing presentation. Okay, it's all about the destination, where they're going, how you can help them to, you know, get there in the best possible with the best possible outcome, um, and taking away the um, uh, the attention from you and mm-hmm. doing well in a listing presentation, and you know, showing them how great you are, and just total focus on them and mm-hmm. how you can help them achieve their goals because that's what it's all about. That's right. Yeah. And the other part it's of exciting. list win the business is actually your 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 um your process. So what happens? Because there's three listing presentations. There's the phone, the, the, the phone call. There's the um, face to face, and then there's the after um uh, process if you don't secure it at the time. Yeah. Okay. So understanding what are the moving parts and the logistics in your listing process. Do you have a first listing contact document? If you don't. Send us, contact, uh, us. contact us and, and we we'll can provide you, you yeah. a, a first listing contact document. Um, it's invaluable. And one of our recent um, uh, students uh, used it and was invaluable. So just be aware of that. I was going to say, you need to put out some time to sit yeah. down and take a day or two and just totally pull it all apart, your whole process, the... You know the listing presentation. The when you're taking the phone call, the you know the the three stages of it, but especially the listing presentation. Pull it all apart and put it back together. Simplify it, and and, and spend some time on it to actually do it. You know, don't be at hoc. Mm. Um, a lot of people do that, and you'll see your numbers if you're tracking them. Your pla- appraisal to list ratio. Once you've done that, you'll see those numbers rise. Because let's be honest, you're already sitting in the lounge room. If you're sitting in 10 presentations and you're only getting to list 
two and five of them go on the market, you're missing out on three. It's very important that you sit down and you actually, um, you know, pull this process apart and making sure that you're doing it in the best possible way so you can win four out of the five. Mm-hmm. You're there already. So, you know, you, you've got to work on that. Um, and understand if your average commission is $10,000, you're actually not just pitching for $10,000. I want you to think about if you miss oh, yeah. the opportunity, it's actually the flow-on effect. So it amplifies. It's quite scary. Um, once I we did the numbers, once, we tracked yeah. it once and it was quite scary in, in regards to how much potential business is and then people were really worried about losing business. But uh, just to clarify oh, to winning the business... Um, the people who succeed the most in real estate have lost the most as well. That's true too, yeah. Right, so be aware of that, but that's for another training session. Moving on. So, um, a delivery of service, managing uh, vendor expectations is number four in the sales uh, agent uh, life cycle. Okay, so delivery of service is really just living up to the brochure. It is, 100%. So, when you promise the promise of what you're going to do, uh, make sure you deliver on that. Mm. And, um, uh, you know, or under-promise and over-deliver. That's another 100%. thing that we talk about all the time. And, you know, don't pretend, don't assume, not pretend, don't assume that people actually know the whole process. If you explain it to them once when you first sat down and did the listing presentation, throughout the whole, um, you know, two, three, four weeks, however long it takes these days to actually sell the property, the communication with the vendor, it's paramount. Um, people do not list and sell their properties every single day. Some people haven't, you know, actually been through the process five, six, seven, ten, fifteen years. We do it every day, and then we assume that they know it is, they know mm. what's coming. Um, so if you explain the whole process at the beginning, don't expect them to remember everything. You know, be in constant communication and and deliver on all those promises yeah. every single day. And, and a simple exercise in regards to um, under promising and over delivering. If you know a for sale board takes twenty four hours to erect to uh, on the on the property, don't promise the vendor the uh, for sale, sale board will be up sometimes, by within twenty four hours because we don't. Mm. It's out of your hand, and then you're. All you've done by, even if the sale board goes up within 24 hours, it's meeting the vendor's expectation. If you say to them, we expect the sale board to go up between two to three days and it goes up to tomorrow, you've exceeded the vendor's expectation and you've backed yourself um, in the case it didn't go up um, the very next yeah, day. True. Daily vendor communication is just yeah. so, so important, especially in this change market. And then... We know there's 130 steps to actually list and to launch a property. Have you notified them in writing um, to the vendor? These are the things that we've done in the background because if they don't hear from you and they haven't seen physical evidence, they think you've actually done very little in the background. So just yeah. be aware well, of like that. Like I said, mm. you tell them at the beginning of the process and then you expect them to remember. They're yeah. not going to remember it. Uh, Number five. Buyer service, managing buyer expectations. This one's a really... Um, it's very similar to the vendor, vendor one. Again, one. about under-promising and over-delivering. Um, being there, I think, getting back to people uh, on a timely manner, which has changed so much since technology has come into our lives. It used to be okay to ring someone the next day. I don't think it cuts it. Anymore. Now. No, it's instant. And, and it's not even just because, you know, people in our industry... Uh, you know, we're not competing with them. We're actually competing with all the other industries. People, consumers these days are just used to instant 
uh, delivery of service. That's right. And, and if you remember our comment from the, the beginning, the seller is the buyer and the buyer is the seller. That's and right. one other um, component in this um, section, number five, if you're not getting phone calls from buyers, you're the only agent that's getting back to me, you're probably not servicing your buyers enough. Because <laughs> uh, that's the truth. It's one of the big things in our industry yeah. is um, people not getting back, as you mentioned before. Mm. If you're not getting that sort of comment, if you are, Big, big tick, you're well on the way of mastering um, this section of but the sales lifecycle. But I think lifecycle. it's not, it's not even, it's automating it a little bit as well because you're going to get really busy, um, you know, sending those automated SMSs straight after someone, you know, has been to an open or a buyer inspection to, you know, with with the information of the property. Just put all those processes in place. Mm. Um, yeah, the two way SMSs. Ev- everything helps. Everything, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Number, number six, Maria, sell, negotiate. Mm-hmm. I call that an art form. The sell negotiation process in the sales life cycle is critical to actually delivering on your promise and why they actually engage uh, with you. It requires confidence. It is an art form. If you don't know the process and what it actually means, you need to pull it apart and totally understand what negotiation means. Negotiation is not as simple as what's your offer, deliver it to the vendor. It's managing the whole process. Sometimes that's order taking. It's, that's order taking. It's, it's standing your ground when you get your first offer and it's a dialogue. Mr. Mrs. Purchaser, thank you for your offer. Um, should, the, should the vendor say no to this one? What would your next offer be? And of course, they say, oh, let's start with that. But if you did know what it would be, so know your dialogue in regards to negotiating and protecting your vendor's most valuable asset. Um, it's an art form, so you know you that's need what, to take training we, on that. That's why people engage us to sell their mm-hmm. home. Otherwise, everyone could just put their property on the internet and you know sell it themselves. I guess you know people they get into the industry and they go out to sell someone's you know biggest asset pretty much straight away. We call yeah. it getting thrown in the deep end. Um, I don't think that is the right thing to do you know the, mm. the the manager or the director needs to be there through that totally process bold. because we are speaking about people's biggest assets that's right yeah. it needs to be a 10 in here yeah. it needs to be everyone. if you're not at a 10 it needs to be at a 10 mm-hmm. um otherwise uh we're you know we're not, you're not doing the right you're not thing. doing the right thing yeah, yeah. cool <laughs> okay moving forward number Creates seven raving fans and sold to settlement and create raving fans. You actually do it through the whole process, but of course the sold to settlement. Uh, the industry is very, very guilty. I um, mean, many instances that once we, we close the deal and it's all said and done, and we've thing. moved on to the next one and we've, we've left our buyers and our sellers mm. um, in limbo. 100%. And it's, it's probably the most critical aspect of the whole process to create those raving uh, fans and make sure that you have a process in, in place. Yep. And it's as simple as the, the weekly communication, uh, helping them. I mean, a lot of people talk about connections. Connections is a really big one. Let us help you um, with your moving process. Uh, a lot of our team use... Um, uh, moving forward plan and what the next steps are to move connections redirecting mail all those little add-ons needs to happen in that process notify them of final settlement what will happen on final settlement when the deposit gets um, it's delivered a, it's a total mind shift isn't it because a lot of salespeople, because we're so driven about putting the deal together and actually finalizing it once the contracts are signed and the deposit is paid we just sort of move on 
Mm. It's, a, it's just a thing that we do, uh, the majority of us. But um, I think it's a total mind shift because, and it will help you to build your business stronger than ever if you actually can shift your mind in regards to giving a continuous service to those clients you know, for a long time after they even move into uh, into their home, because that's how you develop the relationships. You know, and if they're moving into a new area, showing them, you know, helping them with whatever they need in that new area, from you know, schools to medical to whatever they need assistance with. You know, I think we have to th- start thinking outside the square about what our job is as salespeople, um, providing extra value. Mm. Even after they move into their home, yeah. not just in those sixty days of settlement. Yeah, and and then again, also trying to, to discover the wow moments. And there's so many wow moments in that whole process. And mm. settlement day is just one of those critical ones. Do do you get your buyers um, to pick up the keys from the office? Mm. Okay, that's or do you deliver um, the settlement gift on the day of the final inspection or a week mm. before? Um, or do organizing you... some food or takeaway. One of the uh, best ones. dinners uh, for the night. On settlement night, moving. we know yeah. the buyers on most instances when they move into their home, and most of the time it's on Thursday or Friday. Um, are they going to have family around? Organize the pizzas for them. Yeah. You know that fifty dollar uh, pizza uh, delivery, and if you deliver them yourself, goes such a long way to creating those um, wow moments and the raving fans. So that is the seven phases of the life cycle, Maria. That's it. Um, and again, the exercise is to go into each phase, rate yourself from zero to ten, um, and see, write out your processes and find out um, what you can improve. What on. you can improve on, but master those. Awesome. Okay. That's um, part three, I believe, in the PB twenty nineteen uh, workbook and workshop program. Uh, and next week we're going to be talking about the actual sales KPIs, biz, KPIs business plan, business plan, and a marketing and plan. the marketing plan. So that's um, I'm really excited that's to share our that last with one you next week. If you haven't got the book yet and you're listening to this episode, it's never, it's not too late. Just email us or um, private messages or put a uh, message down the bottom, and we will send you the book. And then obviously you can listen to the episodes. Uh, from the beginning and uh, that will help you um, achieve it and fill it out. And tag some of your colleagues in the comments as well so they can listen to it as well. Yep. Awesome. Thank you guys and we'll see you next week. Next time. Cheers. On the Couch with Eminem is proudly brought to you by News Corp Leader Newspapers, my admin partner with professionals in sales and rentals trust accounting and Beyond Figures Bookkeeping, specialist real estate accounting management.